Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to uh, Activists Around the World. Today, we're going to talk about uh, feminism in China, and we're going to talk about a lot of things, but we're pretty much focusing on 2015. And with that, we couldn't talk about feminism in China without looking into some of the women who've been pushing to advocate for more rights for the Chinese women and queer community. And today we're talking about the Feminist Five. So in 2015, a campaign spread throughout the country to protest against sexual harassment on public transportation led by the Feminist Five. But before we get in there, Let's talk about the feminism in China. When it comes to feminism in China, the movement has been slow going, but many have stated they felt it was getting more attention and more support today than before. So the current government under Xi Jinping with the Communist Party Congress of China have not made uh, many moves to show any type of support for women in the country. As in fact, in 2022, no women were appointed to the leadership of the Chinese government, making it the first time in 25 years that there's no woman represented in the leadership role, which is made up of 24 party leaders that govern the country for the next five years. And ironically, she promised in a 2022 address uh, celebrating the 25th anniversary of the UN Fourth World Congress on Women to improve women's status by pushing for gender equality and protecting the overall rights of women. Um, but seeing the current state of the government leaders, it doesn't seem as if he is moving in the right direction to fulfill his promises. But the conversation of the feminist government in China has been rising. And in 2015, thanks in part to the activism of the Feminist Five, an awakening happened within the country. Uh, but before we talk about what they did, let's talk about who made up the five. Right. And we're going to go ahead and put a little asterisk here. 
the names were kind of hard to find to pronounce. We're going to try our best to respect uh, the pronunciations, but please don't come at us. If you want to correct us kindly, <laughs> that would be that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but don't be mean to us, okay? We're trying our best. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we're going to start with Wu Ronggrong. Uh, Wu worked with the women's rights group in Yunping and founded the Weichuning uh, Women's Center in Hangzhou. Wu studied at the China Women's University, majoring in social work and working as a feminist activist and advocate. And not only did she work with different organizations that led many campaigns uh, throughout the country, but she also was a project leader of Beijing Yerengping Center for Women's Rights Programs and worked with Beijing's Aji Xing Institute, an NGO working for the rights of those living with HIV and AIDS. And then we have uh, Li Tingting, or also known as Li Matsa. Sorry, y'all. Lee has been a part of the activism world for a while, including creating the Lesbian Community Training Group in the second year of her time at the university, which offered counseling services as well as support for students. Uh, She was involved with several public demonstrations, including one in 2012, where she and two others walked down a shopping area wearing bridal gowns covered in blood to bring awareness to the issues of domestic violence in China, and again later demonstrated in protest for the large lines for women's bathrooms by encouraging women to use the men's bathroom, which was called the Occupy Men's Room. It also was to call out the uh, gender gap and uh, gender privileges of the workspace. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Wei Tingting, who is also a queer and women's rights activist. Wei was part of the Wuhan Rainbow, an LGBT organization, as well as becoming a director of the LGBT organization, Jiante. Uh, she also co-founded the National Bisexual Network in China. Wei worked as the project manager at the Beijing Gender Health Education Institute, which was an agency working to raise awareness in gender inequities, sexual diversity, and sexual health. And then there is Wang Man. Wang is a researcher about uh, gender studies and has been working for an anti-poverty NGO. She later participated with the Occupy Men's Toilets movement. And then there is Zheng Truran, also known as Big Rabbit. Zheng is an activist and writer who was invited to join the other four for the Occupy Men's Toilet protest in 2012. She also went on to help with the Bloody Brides protest. So now that we've met the women, uh, let's talk about it. On International Women's Day in 2015, the Feminist Five were arrested for, quote, picking quarrels and provoking trouble. We love that. (laughs) Not the arrested part, but that title. (laughs) Uh, The ladies had planned a protest event that would include them and others handing out anti-sexual harassment stickers on the subway to bring awareness of the sexual harassment on public transportation. But before they even started, all five women were arrested and detained for 37 days. As the women were detained, all of them were interrogated and threatened to stop their activism. Lee was cursed and persecuted for her sexuality as a lesbian. Her father was used against her as he was forced by the agents to write her a letter to convince her to stop her work. Uh, Wu tried to take the blame, actually, and convinced the agents to release the other activists as she was the founder of the Women's Center. And at the time of the arrest, uh, Wu was receiving treatment for an illness uh, which she'd been in the hospital for previously, and then she was immediately taken into custody she was denied medical treatment at that time. And Wu wasn't the only one with health conditions. Um, Wong, who had a heart condition at the time, was concerned about whether she would be able to make it under the stress and harsh conditions of prison. Wang Wei and Zheng all had their classes confiscated, I struggle with that word, uh, before they were locked up and could not see clearly during their detention. And Zheng, who suffered from anxiety, also had issues of hair falling out and insomnia during her detention. Uh, It was recorded that she had felt guilty as if she was the one 
who who thought of the sticker idea. Um, all but Wu were locked up near each other, uh, though she wasn't too far away. They said that they were able to comfort each other uh, during this time by talking and singing with each other. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer... Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242-424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. The rest of the Feminist Five went international, and many public figures spoke out, including Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. Uh, and there was also a hashtag, hashtag free Beijing 25. There was also support uh, from the people around China, as in fact, women uh, protested with masks of the Feminist Five to show support. And then the women lawyers around China also came together to reach out uh, to the Department of Public Safety and even launched complaints for the release of the women, uh, which actually resulted in the government prosecuting the human rights lawyers, including the lawyer that represented Lee, Wang Yu, who would actually be detained later on. But those feminist five were released after 37 days due to the international pressure uh, around them. But the government continued uh, surveilling and monitoring the five women. And most of the women that have actually left the main part of China. Right. So Lee went on to travel and live abroad. She was able to deliver speeches and bring awareness uh, to the needs of those in the marginalized community. Um, she studied in England in the Human Rights Master's Program at the University of Sussex. After her studies, she returned to her home in Beijing. And Lee talked about why she returned. She said, quote, the reason why I decided without hesitation to return to China is simple. There is no escape. We live in a time when every day we can be disgusted by Trump. What's so disheartening is that people are getting used to this awful world. Staying angry and awake, I realized that the longer I stayed in England, the more I felt like I needed to return to China. As a feminist activist, a gay rights activist, other than returning to my own country, what better choice is there? When history happens, I must be present. With this conviction, I came back to China. 
Wei continued to work to fight against sexual harassment in China even after the original organization was shut down. She went on to open the Guangzhou Gender and Sexuality Education Center, the GSEC, which was also shut down in 2018. Uh, But she continued to push forward and launched a new program uh, which helps the victims of sexual violence. Zheng has continued to write as a freelancer. Uh, She also has continued to advocate for the rights of women around the world. She was a big part of the uh, hashtag MeToo movement in China and even uh, wrote to President Trump about his sexist behavior, which went viral online. Right. Wang struggled after her detention and was reported that her life was, quote, shattered. Uh, The last report on her activities showed that she's gone back to the academic and social work field. Uh, Wu, as leader of the group, had been through quite a lot during her detention and even more so after she was released. She soon returned to the academic field with her expertise in public interest-related psychological counseling, um, and she was last reported to be living in Hong Kong. And by the way, these updates were 2020. So, of course, they're not completely up to date. Um, and I know that the, many of them are, have done many more things, but it's not well known. I think Lee uh, is the most well known right now and the loudest activist thus far. She did, I think, recently get married not too long ago, a few years ago to her wife. So that's beautiful uh, to see. But yeah, there's not a lot we know. I believe one of the other activists' husband soon got arrested for his activism as well. So there's a lot going on, obviously, um, and there's a lot of conversation. And apparently there's been a thing where uh, women in the smaller villages had been kidnapped and forced to have children. There's so many things happening in China. Honestly, as bad as that sounds, it kind of sounds on par with some of the things that's happening in the U.S. when it comes to women's rights. So we definitely want to support and um, keep an eye out for the ladies and the uh, marginalized community in China as well. So in an article written by Lu Pen, uh, another Chinese feminist activist talked about the impact of the Feminist Five and even the aftermath and the conversations that have happened since. She says, amidst the challenges, the Feminist Five have not scaled back their activism. On the contrary, I think the most remarkable thing in the last four years is that despite not receiving due compensation for their sacrifices they made, they did not complain. Instead, they've been forward-thinking from the very beginning, being creative and exploratory as they seek ways to continue their work. Whether as individual activists, as freelancers, or even entrepreneurs. They have found ways to pair their personal development with their social ideals. And I think it's good to also mention there was a huge controversy at one point in time because there was all these supposed funds that was coming from NGOs around the world. But China immediately set a law saying that they could not receive money unless those NGOs were based in China. So they had no support and no money. Um, And this accusation that they made money was absolutely false and probably a smear campaign. And they have since then had no money since their release, really struggling to make ends meet. And they kind of had this moment in one of their articles that they felt like they had to choose money over activism, which is not necessarily true, but it's true. They have to live. So they can't constantly be the martyrs, essentially, um, for a cause that sometimes has a lot of pushback um, and as right now being pretty surveilled and watched by the government. So there's a lot going on. A lot of these women have won different awards, including uh, being the 100 top women of BBC. We know we love that award and we will continue to watch and see what is happening. Yes. And as always, listeners, if you have any more information about the people we're covering or what's going on, uh, we love hearing from you about it and any suggestions. 
you have for for people we should cover in this segment or organizations we should cover. You can email us at stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff Mom Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. Yes. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff on Earth told you the production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.